Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday, July the 25th of the 17th week of the year. Our reading this morning is a continuation again of the book of Exodus, chapter 32, verses 15 through 24 and 30 through 34. Exodus 32, 15 through 24 and 30 through 34. Moses, in our previous uh, episode, Moses went up the mountain and he received the Ten Commandments from the Lord. The Lord wrote down the Ten Commandments himself and placed them on two stone tablets, front and back. And Moses now has the Ten Commandments. He comes down the mountain. And as he's descending the mountain and getting closer to where the Israelites are encamped, they're under the uh, leadership now of Aaron, Moses' brother, because Moses has been communing with the Lord on Mount Sinai. Moses hears that there's a tremendous noise, the shouting, uh, and all kinds of uh, uh, things taking place. And when he gets closer there, uh, Joshua comes and hears the noise and says to Moses, it sounds like a battle in the camp. And Moses answers him and says, no, it's not, it's not the cries of victory, nor is it the cries of defeat. It sounds more like the crowd's cries of revelry. As they drew near the camp, they catch sight of a calf, a golden calf. And around the camp, the people are dancing, playing songs, and worshiping. With that, Moses becomes extremely angry, and he takes the two tablets he throws them down and breaks them at the base of the mountain. Taking the calf they had made, he throws it into the fire. It becomes so hot that it begins to melt. And once it cools, he grinds the, the golden calf, which is now in a disfigured, uh, unrecognizable form. He grinds it into powder and he scatters it over the water and makes the Israelites drink the water that now contains the idol that they have fashioned for themselves. And Moses goes to his brother Aaron and he said, what did this people ever do to you that you should lead them into so grave a sin? They're under his control. They're under the leadership of Aaron. And look what has happened. Let not my Lord be angry. That's Aaron's response. You know well how prone the people are to evil. They said to me, make us a God to be our leader. As for the man Moses, who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. Moses is on the mountain communing with the Lord, 
but he's not, of course, physically there with them. So while Moses was away, they press upon Aaron to make them a golden calf, something that they can worship. They want a god. And so Moses, uh, Aaron says to them, well, bring me all your gold jewelry, take it off, give it to me, and I'll throw it into the fire. And the calf came out, this golden figure, this golden calf. On the next day, Moses said to the people, you have committed a grave sin. I will go up to the Lord then. Perhaps I may be able to make atonement for your sin. Moses acts as an intermediary, an intercessor, and sees if he can plead with the Lord to show them mercy for their grave sin. For the first commandment they've already broken. You shall not have gods before me. You shall not worship idols. It is the Lord who took you out of Egypt. It is the Lord who brought you this far. It is the Lord who saved you from the Egyptians and parted the Red Sea, not this golden calf. And so Moses says, well, maybe I can go and maybe the Lord will grant you mercy. So Moses goes back to the Lord and he says, Lord, the people has indeed committed a grave sin in making a God of gold for themselves, a God of gold. How often the golden calf is still with us. It may have been melted there millennia ago and the powder thrown into the sea and they drank it. But the golden calf has many lives down through history, doesn't it? We know people even today worship the golden calf perhaps more than ever. Comes in various forms. Whatever the idol is that we worship, money, popularity, power, influence, control, all of the things, our intelligence, our beauty, our strength, all of those things we worship now in place of the living God. And Moses is saying, if necessary, don't punish them, forgive them their sins, and if you will not, then strike me out of the book that you have written. Moses says, I will take their place, much as Jesus will do for us as we worship our golden calves. Jesus goes to the cross on Calvary, takes our sins and our guilt, brings them to the cross. And it is through his sacrifice of the cross that we have the hope of eternal life. Our sins are forgiven, our guilt washed away. And we can once again be reconciled to Almighty God. The Lord answered him, him only who has sinned against me will I strike out of my book. In other words, the Lord is saying, nope, I want the ones who are responsible. They must take responsibility for their actions. 
We're not going to have a substitute. Those who have done this, they are the ones who will receive my wrath. And then, and this is the important point here. The Lord says to Moses, he says, Now go and lead the people whether I have told you. My angel will go before you. When it is time for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. Notice, now, now it's not the time for punishment. Now it's not the time to get sidetracked. We have a greater mission ahead, and the mission is for you to keep moving toward the promised land. Do not be distracted by this terrible sin. But there is something greater there. The Lord wants to fulfill the promise he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to lead the people into the promised land, the land that the Lord will give them, and they will be his people. He will form them. But for right now, now is not the time for punishment. It's going to be the time of fulfillment of God's promise. And very often we can get sidetracked, can't we? Into worrying about who's to blame. <laughs> Pardon me. Whose fault it is. And we miss the larger mission, the larger purpose. There's a time for everything. It's not the time for punishment, lectures, uh, time for laying blame. It's the time for opening ourselves to Almighty God and following the bigger mission, which is to continue to go forward, to continue to follow the Lord. The Lord will take care of it. So many people spend their lives in, in, in vengeance, in resentment. I can't wait to get back at that person. They spend their whole life doing that. What a waste of a life. Wasting our time trying to pay back instead of asking ourselves each day, what does the Lord desire of me today that I may do his holy will? Do not get sidetracked or deflected into all the dead ends and the cul-de-sacs, dead end streets that lead us nowhere. The Lord in his time will give to each his or her due. But for right now, let's be about the Lord's work. So let us today not be consumed by vengeance. Let us not be consumed about paying people back or retribution. Let us leave that to the Lord. And let us ask the more important question. More important question being, Lord, what will you have me do today? The rest I leave to you. For your justice and your mercy are perfect. I will follow where you are calling me this day, right now. What is the Lord asking of us? And each and every day he calls us. So let us follow these words of the book of Exodus and the Lord's word to Moses. Keep going on. 
Go where I have told you, and I will lead you. Let us also be led by the Lord, and not by our desire for vengeance. God bless you.